There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Steve Colburn back with us. He is a chemist, materials scientist, 20-plus years experience in chemistry and nanotechnology. Currently works in the area of carbon nanotubes with his company, Neutron Star Nanotechnology. Steve has analyzed several alleged alien implants in recent years, worked with Dr. Roger Lear, the late... Steve's research discovered that these objects contain carbon nanotubes and other nanostructures, indicating that they were sophisticated nano devices made by a level of nanotechnology far beyond that of current mainstream earthly science. Think about that. Steve was the first researcher outside the government to make this incredible discovery. Steve, welcome back. How have you been? I've been great, George. Tell us a little here. bit. You 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 had an implant removed by Dr. Roger Lear, didn't you? Yeah, I was uh, patient fifteen in his uh, implant removal project. Um, uh, the aliens put an implant in my left second toe, and um, he removed it uh, about uh, seven months later. How old were you when you think they might have done this? Uh, that was back in two thousand eight. I was um, I was uh, uh, forty eight years old. What was the episode? How how did this happen? That you might recall. Um, well, um, um, my um, uh, wife had just had um, given birth to our daughter uh, a couple of months before, and she was over at her parents' house. Uh, her mom was helping out with the baby, and um, uh, I, I, I stopped over at our house to water the plants and, and do a few things and um, got tired, told him I was going to uh, spend the night over there. And um, I heard some rustling in the backyard and went out in the backyard and found them. Um, two enormous raccoons in our avocado tree eating avocados. Um, and these were 
these were big. I mean, they were, they were, it just astonished me the size of the things. Um, one was about, um, about 70 pounds, like the size of a, of a husky dog, something like that. And, um, the other one was somewhat smaller, maybe 50 pounds. And, um, I didn't even know they got that big. <clears throat> and I, I fed the animals some, uh, cat food and observed them for a while and then, uh, got tired and went to bed. And, um, we'd had a lot of strange activity in the house, uh, in the weeks prior to that. And, um, I, uh, woke up about eight o'clock the next morning and, um, uh, the sides of my head were kind of sore and I had a, a weird stinging pain in my left second toe. Jeez. And, um, <clears throat> I knew that the aliens, had, I just, just had a strong gut feeling that the aliens had been there in the middle of the night and then I had two more implants. What do you think they wanted with you, Stephen? Um, I think they're putting in a, they're, they're putting in an implant to monitor my, uh, bodily, um, uh, parameters, um, uh, I think, I think the, the implant was to monitor um, body temperature, blood oxygenation, things like that. W and, were, um, were they interested uh, in what you were working on? Perhaps uh, I'm not really sure. I, I know that um, they um, they want my my help for um, installing equipment and um, helping with uh, medical procedures and things like that. I remembered a lot of it under um, hypnotic regression later on. What did our friend Dr. Lear say about this? Well, he didn't believe me at first. Um, he thought that I he thought that I was some crank, and um, but he gave me a prescription to get the toe X-rayed, and um, uh, told him to give a copy of the film to the patient. And um, uh, they gave me the copy of the film after we after I got it X-rayed, and um, uh, I knew that I was going to see something holding it up to the light. But when I did, it was a life changing event. Um, like I tell everybody, <clears throat> it's um. It's um, uh, well, one thing to strongly suspect that something like this is going on with you. It's quite another matter to have proof and to know for sure. That's right. Um, and um, it looked like a bent piece of wire on the X-ray. It, uh, it looked smaller on uh, smaller on the X-ray than it was when when it was removed. Fascinating. Now, how did you get involved in studying Mars? Um, I've just been interested in Mars for a long time, and I thought it it it, um, it really um, um, ties into uh, the alien phenomenon because there's evidence of past civilization there and it's the most Earth-like planet in the solar system. Tell us the kind of work you've been doing about Mars, Steve. Um, <clears throat> there's been a huge cover-up going on in Mars uh, since the 1950s, apparently. Um, uh, the ground-based astronomers, Percival Lowell and uh, V.C. Slifer and a couple others, um, um, knew that there was evidence of past civilization and um, plant life, at least. And uh, um, there's plant life that varies with the seasons. Um, you can see you can see that in the uh, the photographs from the um, from the Hubble Space Telescope and the, the rovers and the various rovers and uh, orbiters that have been um, sent to Mars. I, uh, I, I saw decades. I saw a picture on Mars once that looked like a bunch of trees. You remember that one? Yeah. Oh yeah, there, I've, I've got the picture here. Um, there's definitely trees uh, in the South Polar region um, because that's the region with the most water during the uh, the summer in that hemisphere. Um, and the, some of those trees are like half a kilometer across. They look like giant banyan trees. Now, is it just vegetation life that's on Mars, in your opinion? Uh, no, there apparently, there's apparently at least simple animal life. Um, there's been pictures of uh, what look like insects from the rovers uh, and. Um, one of a, a rat-like creature, which certainly, certainly looked that way anyway. Or a little and, reptile um, or something. Yeah, and a, and a reptile. Yeah, and and um, 
there have been um, uh, photographs of um, what looks like a statue head or uh, or a space helmet, um, or perhaps a skull. I'm not. It's, it's not for sure what it is, but uh, it's definitely either um, uh, humanoid remains or um, um, something, uh, uh, some artifact. Chinese rover found some water on the moon. What do you think about Mars, which was laden with water at one time, wasn't it? Yeah, there there used to be a lot more water on Mars. There's there's still uh, a fair amount, not as much as on Earth, but um, there's mud. Um, the um, landing site of the, uh, I believe it was the Spirit rover, was uh, quite muddy, and um, NASA invented uh, a lot of excuses as to uh, why that's not mud and liquid water can't exist on Mars, but um, I think most people know mud when they see it. And um, the truth is that um, the Viking landers um, uh, detected 100% humidity on Mars. So even if, even if they're right and the pressure is too low for liquid water to exist ordinarily, where is it going to go at 100% humidity? It, it's, it'll evaporate and more will come in from the air. So sure. it's not going. no liquid is going anywhere if the uh, atmosphere is saturated with its vapor. Um and also, um, if uh, water has a lot of dissolved salts, the uh, vapor pressure and boiling the vapor pressure is lowered, and the boiling point's elevated. So, are there clouds in Mars? Yeah, there's um, there's quite a few clouds, and um, the Mars Polar Lander actually saw it snow there at one point. Really? They didn't, yeah, they, they didn't make a big deal about that, but I saw the films or the pictures. What's the atmosphere like, Steve? Um, according to NASA, it's six to nine millibars, which is about one one hundredth as dense as, as Earth's. Um, that I kind of have a, an issue with. Uh, the ground-based astronomers thought it was more like um, more like a tenth as dense as Earth. It's much thinner than Earth's uh, in any event. Um, the uh, atmospheric composition is mostly CO two, about ninety five percent CO two, maybe three percent nitrogen, one point six percent argon, 0.13 percent oxygen. Um, 0.03% water vapor and um, a trace of neon. Um, in the case of the oxygen, even if NASA is right that the oxygen level is only 0.13%, um, even that level of oxygen would probably require plant life to maintain because oxygen is such a reactive gas. What, what about the canals again that Lowell was able to see? Um, what are they? Well, it, I saw them for myself during the close opposition of 2003 through an 8-inch telescope. Um, uh, I didn't believe in, in all this at the time, and um, I was looking at, uh, at Mars through the telescope at high magnification, and um, um, I noticed that whenever the, the looking at a planet through a telescope is like looking through um, something through, um, you know, a water or a swimming pool, um, every, one, every once in a while the surface will uh, get calm, then you can see things better, and it's kind of like that with the atmosphere. Every every couple of minutes, the atmosphere clears up for a few seconds, and when that happened, uh, I I was seeing lions on Mars, and I'm going like, holy, holy, you know what? These things are real. Um, um, they've been acting like uh, uh, Percival Lowell was a lunatic for believing in that. Uh, he's not the only one that saw them, though. Um, can they still but, be seen uh, there? What's that? Can they still be seen there? Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, pictures um, from uh, from orbit that uh, that show them pretty clearly. There's actually uh, water uh, seepages into the into the canals or um, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but yeah, there's large uh, large ditches or uh, canal or 
channels all over the planet that have water seepage uh, into them that um, may have been used as an irrigation system at one time by uh, the uh, inhabitants. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What kind of other signs of past civilizations might have been present on Mars? And what do you think Mars might have been like millions of years ago? Millions of years ago, Mars was uh, was wetter, and um, there were shallow oceans. Um, and um, uh, there was uh, probably more plant life and uh, probably more animal life as well. Um, as far as evidence of past civilization, there's uh, shapes and pictures in the ground, uh, pyramids, uh statues like the face on mars that's uh that's the, the probability of the face on mars in the cydonia region being uh, uh just a, a trick of light and shadow like nasa says is vanishingly small the um viking um some members of the viking imaging team uh, came to that conclusion a long time ago as did uh, dr tom van flandern uh, former head of the national of the uh, naval observatory yeah, he was one of the good ones wasn't he oh yeah he was a great guy but why is why is NASA so reluctant, Steve, to tell us about this stuff? Well, I think the reason is because um, um, there's been the UFO controversy for uh, for years um, since um, since the end of World War II, at least. And um, I think that um, if they admitted that there's um, a plant, even if they admitted that there's plant life uh, or simple organisms on the planet right next door. That would make the whole uh, alien uh, uh, UFO thing much more likely in the public mind. Absolutely. In in terms of Mars, do you think it was once laden with a population? Uh, yeah. Um, there's some evidence that, uh, particularly from the um, uh, Martian 
or the uh, uh, Soviet probe um, Phobos one that um, there might still be population there. Um, they came up with uh, an infrared photograph that showed uh, what looked like an underground city, um, and it's at a higher temperature than the surroundings, so it's, it's probably currently inhabited. I think it's currently inhabited at a very low population density, is my opinion. Where'd the rest of the uh, inhabitants go? All underground, or did they come here? They probably died off. Uh, Mars was once a moon of um, the original Planet 4 in that orbit, according to Tom Van Flandern. The one that and, blew uh, up and uh, became the asteroid belt? Yeah, Planet 4 exploded um, uh, millions of years ago, and... Um, that's why uh, one one uh, side of Mars is heavily cratered and the other side is relatively smooth. Um, the, the heavily cratered side was the one facing the explosion. As a scientist, what do your peers and colleagues say about this? Uh, well, I'm not a mainstream scientist. I, I go where the data takes me, and I don't just blindly believe what's in the textbooks. And... Uh, I uh, take my lead from people from uh, Maverick scientists like uh, Dr. Van Flandern, and uh, I just read what um, I read what's out there and um, uh, look at the evidence. Uh, in this case, uh, uh, photographs uh, from Mars that have been taken recently, and just form my own conclusions. And in your best guess, what's going on Mars right now? Well, I think there, like I say, there's um, there's some plant life and. Um, um, lichens on the rocks and uh, bushes uh, in areas with high water, um, uh, photosynthetic bacteria. You can see a layer of uh, photos, what looks like photosynthetic bacteria, blue-green blue algae, it's also known as, uh, in some areas on the river photographs. These discoveries would be fantastic, Steve, wouldn't they, to go public with? Yeah. Um, well, I, I wrote a report on Mars uh, back in 2003 after... Um, seeing the canals for myself and, and uh, reading up on all this uh, and looking at the NASA data. And I sent you a copy. There's a lot of photographs there. And um, yeah. one thing that um, that uh, is really fiction that they show the public a lot is this uh, <clears throat> total rented-out sky version of Mars. <clears throat> the um, the sky is actually um, blue or gray, and it looks, it looks more like Arizona than what they show on the press release photos of Mars. It's like they turned the red way up, probably to hide all the green on the rocks. It is fascinating, to be sure, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's definitely, uh, definitely really something. Does any of this shock you? Oh, yeah, it shocked the heck out of me. Um, I, I was amazed that uh, they were um, distorting the facts to this extent. I've been amazed about a lot of a lot of things like that uh, in looking into... Um, <clears throat> space and the ufo thing in general do you think mars is the only planet outside of earth in our solar system that might have been have been inhabited i'm not sure um there seems to be a cover-up going on about venus too um i'm not sure i believe the government's assertions that the surface is 900 degrees fahrenheit and that the pre surface pressures were 1500 degrees 1500 psi um that just seems um, a little bit of a stretch to me, and um, I think I find it strange that um, there have been <clears throat> like over, <clears throat> over a dozen spacecraft sent to Venus over the last few decades, but there's very little data available about Venus uh, that's been sent to the public. But uh, I just I don't know what to believe on Venus. So, so Steve Colburn with us. We're going to take. Go ahead, go ahead, Steve. 
people back in the fifties used to think it was some sort of a swamp planet, but um, um, you know the jury's the jury's still out on that, as far as I'm concerned. Do you think our Mars rovers were able to capture some of these uh, pictures and strange things, and NASA just never gave them to us? Uh, they didn't give some of them to us, <clears throat> but um, on another area, they're just. Uh, uh, putting out thousands of photographs and you have to wade through all the, uh, the, the mundane photographs to get to the good stuff. And, um, I think part of the reason that there was, there were no Mars missions between 1976 when Viking landed and, um, the next mission in the uh, mid nineties was because, um, they wanted to wait until image tampering, uh, computer technology had caught up sufficiently so that they could, um, they could, um, airbrush things out up, any, right? any signs of, of life or uh, civilization. What do you think will happen when we send astronauts up there? I think this is all going to come to light. I think that um, that uh, they're going to uh, have to admit it to the public. And uh, and as a scientist that I talked to, you, that was introduced to me by Whitley Strieber, um, uh, actually said during uh, an argument that we had over uh, Mars and uh, private aerospace efforts that uh, that um, they had an agenda. NASA has an agenda to release this stuff very slowly to the public. He, I, he got so upset when I when I praised private aerospace efforts that he I think he said some things he shouldn't have said. Yeah. <laughs> or wasn't supposed to say. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.